Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. Okay, beginning of the year, I feel like everyone's thinking about building their business and a big part of that for a lot of us is new clients, bringing on new clients, having the best client experience ever um, possible with existing clients or new clients, whatever that is. Um, And so I want to talk about client relationships and why having strong relationships with clients, it will help make your business easier and help you thrive and just kind of how to do that. Like how, how we can have those client relationships that will make clients be really excited to work with you, have a great experience, be likely to refer you to other people they know who might be a good client for you. Um, yeah, just help your business grow, help people like help clients want to stay on longer, work with you more, bring on more services. Um, because all of those are things that I think are more likely to happen when you have a a strong relationship with them. And I think a lot of the time we kind of get into, um, you know, feeling like, oh, they're clients, like this is a professional relationship. Um, and you know, it just can be, it can just be funny to be like, where's that line of like how we interact with them. Obviously we're not like going to treat them like a friend, but on the other hand, you know, sometimes being like too stiff and professional about things just makes people not feel like they're ending up having, you know, you don't have like a strong relationship with someone like that. That just feels, you know, transactional and it is what it is and then it's done. Um, so I personally think there's like a little bit of a middle ground there and that there are certain things that you can do, um, with clients that, just help strengthen that relationship really. Um, so, and then it's something that I, I never really thought about too, too much. Um, but I have had a couple people comment on it before recently to me, um, in terms of like, yeah, that, that they think I'm good at like client relationship building or like having a good relationship with my clients. And so when I started thinking about it, um, just kind of thought about what some of those things are that I think have made, um, maybe pretty successful with it and, and that I've seen other people do that have just seemed like good things for building that client relationship. So, so the first one I think too is, um, treating them like people, which is kind of what I was like touching on a second ago. Like not that they're necessarily friends, but like they are people that like the same things that every like other people like, you know? So <laughs> like, chatting at the beginning of a meeting, checking in to see how they are, like talk about something besides just the thing that the meeting is about at the very beginning or, or check in with them sometimes when, you know, something might be going on. So like you can, you know, and I'm all one for very efficient meetings. Like I'm not going to say like sit there and chat for 20 minutes at the beginning of the meeting. I personally like hate that. Like I want things to kind of move along when it comes to a meeting, but even just even just chatting for like two minutes at the beginning of the meeting enough to, you know, 
ask about their kids or family if you know they have them or you know ask what they did over a vacation or a weekend even um or share little tidbits about yourself or like what you did again not that you want to have this become like a long thing and get off track of a meeting or anything but just enough to like be a person so and and it gives you those little tidbits to just kind of connect on and connect about so I think that's something that's very easy that people often kind of overlook or don't think of it's kind of like okay first thing on the agenda right um and then also like if it's not a meeting you can check in with someone when it's not when you don't have like a work-related question too you could send an email um just to check in with them about something else like if you do know something kind of personal going on or even just to ask how things are or you know depending again depending on your relationship with them like sometimes we have a a texting relationship with a client like if they prefer that as like a mode of communication or or have that be part of a mode of communication not necessarily the the sole one but if you have a text if, if they have texted you before that's a really easy way to make someone feel like a person because <laughs> that's what you do with actual friends right is text them send a quick text when something happens or um you know wishing a merry christmas or something like that like just to again be friendly and have a little connection. So I think those are things that, you know, don't be scared of necessarily, obviously fill out the situation. If it's the kind of person who, well, I mean, yeah, again, if they, if they were not the kind of person that you could text, you wouldn't have already had, you wouldn't have their cell phone number in your phone or like if they've never texted you, maybe you don't go that route, but if they have, then you can. Um, and if, you know, an email makes sense, that's fine too. And I'm not saying to do this all the time. You don't want to like be weird about it, but like once in a while it can help, um, just form a connection outside of the immediate like tasks or whatever you're doing with them for work. Um, another thing that I think that is really a good one and really important for built again, building that relationship, not necessarily like as a friend, but in terms of having them feel really good about you and feel really positive about your working relationship is to have really good processes in place. And that's like things that they'll see from the very beginning of working with you, like your onboarding system, make sure that's really smooth and a really great process because then they're going to just feel really positive about choosing to work with you. And if somebody feels that way from the very beginning, that's always really good. Never want somebody to like second guess bringing you on because as soon as they hire you, like your onboarding system seems messy or incomplete or like it's not smooth in whatever way. So having like those processes, especially from like the ones that they're going to be a part of from the very beginning, be really good. Review those if need be like right now and see, okay, what happens when somebody first starts working with me and what is their experience going to be? Like, what is the other side of my experience? Like from, from a client's perspective, what are they seeing? And and getting from me from the first, in the first couple days and weeks of working together. Um, and check, set check-ins from the beginning so that you're checking in. So what I mean by that is I have like a, basically as part of the onboarding process, we set up meetings for three months, six months, you know, depending on how long the, the contract is for, like how long that relationship is going to be. We set those big check-ins from the beginning. Not that we're not going to be talking, obviously, more often than that. And, you know, we'll have our, whatever our regular touch bases are, meetings are bi-weekly or even monthly or whatever that is. But we have set check-ins for 
how is this relationship going? Like, how is overall big picture our work going together? Is there anything that needs to be tweaked? Is there anything, you know, maybe that it's a good chance to either check in on if they're planning to renew the contract. If, if like it's maybe the six month setting a six month meeting and the contract was six months, it's just having a set plan to talk at the end of the, at the end of the relationship, but also like three months, how is it, how is this going? Do we need to add services? Do we need to change anything about the processes of how we're working together or anything like that? Just because those are conversations that can feel awkward to have and can feel sticky to bring up if it's not already planned in advance. If you have it planned, it can be a great time just to check in and make sure hopefully everyone's saying, yeah, this has all been great. We love working together and everything's been awesome. Um, but also, you know, we realize the end of the contract is coming up on this date. And as of right now, we're not sure yet if we're going to renew, but we're thinking about it. Like even just that kind of thing. So you don't kind of get to the end of the contract and be like, oh, so are we still going? Like, do you want to renew? Are we finished? Like even just like having that little bit of like uncertainty, like that's awful at the end of a contract. So making, making sure everyone knows from the very beginning that that conversation is going to be had on this date at this time. And of course that can change. I always make clear, like you weren't, these are not set in stone because who, if something comes up six months from now that they need to handle on that day, like I'm not going to, this is not something they can't change, but even just having it in the calendar so that then it's something we need to reschedule if something else comes up. But at least rescheduling means it's already like set. It's not scheduled. You never have to have an icky, like feeling in the pit of your stomach of a client is like, Hey, can we chat next week? And you're like, Oh God, what do they want to talk about? That's not our regular scheduled meeting time. And then you're like, are they going to fire me? Like, I just feel you know, we all go down those rabbit holes. If we have those meetings kind of set, because usually that's like what that check-in, what that kind of meeting might be, right? Is like, we have to figure out like, what is our contract doing? So having that set from the beginning can just be really helpful. Um, and then sticking to schedules too, kind of along the lines of processes, sticking to the schedules and plans that you've laid out for them from the beginning and, and as you go so that they know what to expect. Um, because again, it kind of comes back to knowing what to expect, having them feel like they know what's happening. They know what to expect and there's no like hidden surprises. There's nothing that they have to wonder about, right? So sticking to the schedules and plans that you've made is really important because it just shows that you're like doing the things that you said you're going to do, which obviously makes people feel good too. If they're, as they're your client, um, they want to know that you're actually carrying out the things that you planned to do. So I think that those are all just obvious. I mean, it's kind of the super obvious one, but if it looks like you're not, or even just keeping them up to speed on it, I guess keeping that communication open. Cause maybe you are, you know, you could be always sticking to the plans, but if you haven't communicated at all to them, or you haven't like checked in with them, like in a certain amount of time and they don't know exactly what's, what the status is of the plans or the things that you've been doing, that can always get funny too. Um, that can always get funny too, just because they might not know what to expect or what's happening. Um, and the more that they do feel like they're aligned with what you're doing and, and that everything they expect is happening they're just going to feel better. Um, I mean, again, it's just one of those situations of like, put yourself in their shoes. Like if you hire someone to do something, you just want to know it's like, it's happening and like what the progress is and what the status is and how successful it's been so far. So the next thing kind of similarly along, well, not too along those lines, but, um, always do your homework. I think that it's really important 
for your client to know that you are really on top of things. Again, that's why I say it's similar along those lines, like just showing that you're really on top of things and that, you know, you know what you're talking about. So you could be the best person at what you do. Like, you know, if you're a PR agency, like we are, you could be the best PR person, but your client also wants to know that you know something about their industry. So like, of course, you know, you can pitch their story to the right media person and get an article written, but your client's going to feel a lot better if they also know that, you know, the ins and outs of whatever their industry is. Um, so that not only do you know what you're doing in terms of your, on your side of things, but you can actually talk about what they're doing beyond, you know, the specific details that you have for their pitch. Um, and I think that works. I mean, I think that's like applicable for really like any industry. Um, it's always a plus, I think from the, for the, from the client's perspective, um, to think that, you know, what you're talking about when it comes to their industry and what they're doing and, just knowing that you've done your homework, knowing that you look into those things. Maybe you read some of the industry news from their industry or keep up with other whatever things going on, changes, updates going on in their industry. Um, so that when you talk with them about it, like you understand, um, I think that's always a plus. And just knowing as much about them specifically as you can beyond what they tell you. So like, of course, you know them from talking with them from your meetings with them, whatever onboarding process you have to, to get to know them as a company. But I think just knowing, showing that you've done even a little more than that, that you actually know them and you know, yeah, as much about them as you can by doing other research, maybe, um, again, looking into other industry stuff can help, or, you know, even things like, um, interact with them on uh, like LinkedIn or something. If, you know, or, or social media, if social media isn't part of what you do for them. Um, things like that, just that you're kind of enmeshed a little bit in what they're doing. Not that you have to be like, again, not saying to be like weird about it, but just that you know as much about them as you can. Um, and again, what the industry and like trends or news that are relevant to them, because those are things that are going to affect the way they're doing business and the way that their day-to-day -day is, is going on. So if you know some of that, um, I just think it helps again, form those, form that trust in you, form those connect, build that connection between you and them and make them feel good about working with you basically. Um, and then I think that another one, and, and if, I've talked about this a little bit before in other episodes, and I think it's sometimes a, a not so popular opinion, but I really think that going above and beyond whenever possible or whenever it makes sense, um, can be a really good thing for clients when it comes to strengthening that relationship. I think if there's ways that you can like surprise them or yeah, just go a little bit above and beyond, um, that can, that makes them be excited to work with you. It makes them feel glad that they chose you. Um, you know, even after the onboarding and like all those other things that we've done that hopefully made them feel glad they chose you because it's been a great experience, but like having little things come up even months later when those things aren't still fresh in their mind, maybe, um, can be, I think really positive. It just makes people, I, I feel like if you can make people feel lucky and excited to be working with you, like every couple of months, that's a good thing because I think sometimes people forget to continue that kind of thing. Once they've signed the client, people will do a lot to get a new client to come on board, I think, and then kind of forget about it a little bit once it's happened. Um, and don't necessarily do as much of the above and beyond. Not that you want to necessarily, again, 
totally like go above like the scope of your contract with them like I'm not saying to like do more work than you're supposed to but if there are like little easy ways that you can kind of give them a little something extra I think that that's just gonna you know that makes people feel happy feel glad that they went with you and if you can surprise them a little bit with over delivering a little bit when it makes sense like why not and then let them see you constantly striving to improve too of course we want people to already understand and know that you're really good at what you do before they work with you and all throughout like I'm not saying to make it sound like you don't know what you're doing and you're like having to learn it as you go but let them see that you're always working to do even better they want to get their money's worth from you and I think that from you know from throughout their work with you and I think that letting them see that you're constantly striving to do even better is a good thing so if they see that you're always working to learn more you know professional development type things industry development type things in both theirs and yours just that you're always learning more you know reading things participating in events whatever that might be that shows that you're working like always working on professional development I think is really good because you know most industries these days change really fast things are changing things are there are always chances for growth and I think that most people when they hire someone to do something they want to see that that person is keeping up with the industry keeping up with whatever is relevant at the time and open to growth um because it just means that you're going to be putting your you know putting more into whatever you're doing with them you're going to be able to bring all of that to your projects with them and even if you're having great results and doing everything you said you were going to do you know today if you're going to learn something new tomorrow that you can then implement for them, I mean, that's even better, you know? So I think it's good to let them kind of see that stuff sometimes, you know, maybe it's something you bring up on the the meeting before you're, you know, at the beginning of one of your calls, like, oh, I was just watching this webinar about this thing or that thing yesterday. It was pretty interesting. Or, you know, let them see that you post about it on like LinkedIn that you, went to this thing or read this book or whatever, you know, things like that. Just, I don't know. Again, not that you want to make it look like you're trying to do something just to look good to them or something like that. Like it should still be somewhat authentic, I think, but, and not that you want to like put it in your, in their face that you're doing this in order to, to be better for them, but you know, just have it be like a real part of your life and then, and don't be shy to let them see it, I guess is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, or to know about it and, um, yeah, let them see that, that you're involved in events or going to things related to whatever might help their cause. Um, and let them see that, that you're excited to work with them and that you're doing all you can on their behalf. And I think that that's, you know, striving to improve. It's not necessarily always like professional development, right? It's so you can, it's just showing that you're doing everything you can for them and, and that what the results and the outcome of what you're supposed to be doing for them is important to you. And they are always trying to do as, as well as you can and better than yesterday, right? Like you're always trying to do better than you have before. I think that's people that goes a long way and people feeling really good about working with you. So those are kind of the main things that came to my mind in terms of things that make people feel happy to work with you, things that strengthen that work relationship and make in that client relationship and make 
clients feel really good about working with you. And again, like maybe refer you to someone else who might be a good client. Cause a lot of times clients know people who will be other good clients. Um, so just having them feel like they've had a great experience with you is always a plus in many more ways than one. Um, but yeah, so let me, um, quickly just run through them again, treating them like people basically, you know, talking, not just fully diving into business every time having really good processes right from the beginning, but all the way through always doing your homework, knowing what you're talking about, knowing what they're talking about (laughs) and then going above and beyond when it makes sense. Um, and letting them see you constantly striving to improve. Like, I think those are kind of the top, what was that one, two, three, four, five, five things. Oh yeah. What a good number. Top five things for building that client relationship. Um, so yeah, those are the things that I think have been good. Let me know if you have, if there's something else that you consciously do, um, as part of like your client relationship building situation, (laughs) process system, whatever that is, or if there's anything that you've never really consciously thought about, but you think has helped you, um, build strong relationships with clients. Cause I mean, yeah, sometimes it's not super, um, conscious, but you might have found that over the years clients love you. So what is it? Is it just your personality? Is there something you do? We'd love to know. Um, yeah, literally drop a comment on the Instagram post for this episode. If you have any thoughts, I'd love to hear it, share it with others. Um, and maybe we can learn something from each other beyond these five things. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching female millennial entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.